I certainly want to welcome everyone to the service this morning. So glad you're here. And what a blessing it is to be with God's people in God's house. Let's stand, if you will. And I want to welcome everyone, by the way, of internet and uh, Facebook and all that good stuff. Glad you're here this morning also. Amen. Well, it's, uh, it's a great week. Amen. And uh, it's the day the Lord hath made. Let's rejoice. Be glad in it. And uh, let's just allow the Lord to uh, speak to us and to change us today for his glory. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just come this morning. We rejoice that we know you. We're thankful that you are our Savior. And I pray today that the Holy Spirit of God will be able to work in our hearts, be able to change us, be able to guide us, and lead us into truth. That, Lord, we might be more like you than uh, when we came this morning. I pray that, Lord, you'd save that one that's uh, not sure of heaven, not sure that their name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And may this be the day that revival comes, the Lord, and be able to say it was good to be in the house of the Lord. We pray you'll just be with those that cannot be here because of sickness. And, Lord, pray you'll just touch their bodies and raise them up. Lord, we'll love you today. Thank you for how you're going to work. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Tony. Your hymn will go to page 324. 324. We'll sing all three verses. All three verses. Wonderful grace of Jesus, great within all my sin. How shall my tongue describe it? Where shall his praise begin? Transforming power, 
matchless grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling sea. I than the mountain, sparkling like the fountain, all sufficient grace for even me. Broader than the scope of my transgressions, greater far than all my sin and shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus seated. That's tough trying to sing the verse, the chorus on that song when you've, uh, you've learned it a different way. <laughs> Anyhow. Ooh, we can all check. We've had our workout this morning, amen? And uh, at least our voice has anyway. <laughs> you can get a workout with that song. Great song, great singing. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer for the offering and uh, ask him to, to bless it. And uh, he's so good to us, isn't he? Tony was referring to this morning. And uh, what least we can do is just be obedient uh, to what he's commanded in his word as far as our tithes and offerings. So let's be obedient to that and uh, support these missionaries you committed to supporting and be faithful in our tithes and pro- uh, faith promise as well. All right? Brother Frank, how about leading us in prayer for the offering? Thank you again for the privilege of being here this morning, Lord. The opportunity to be here, Lord. Yes.
325. 325. Just remain seated and we'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4. We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Bear the news to every land. Climb the steeps and cross the waves. Onward tis our Lord's command. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Wafted all. Salvation full and free, highest hills and deepest caves. This is our song of victory. Jesus saves, Jesus saves.
trust this morning that you have found something to praise the Lord about. You say, well, brother, I just really can't think of anything. Hold your breath for the next 60 seconds, and uh, you'll find something to praise the Lord about real quick. Amen. Let's stand, if you will, and we're going to shake hands. Well, Tony's going to lead us in the chorus this morning. We'll sing the chorus, I love you, Lord. It should be on the back of your bulletin. If not, page 277. We'll sing it through and then shake hands. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear, may it be a sweet, sweet sound. Once more. Man, you can be seated. 
All right, if you take your bulletin there, a few announcements. I do want to thank all those folks who opened up their home on Friday evening for our couple's progressive supper. We had a good time of fellowship and uh, had some good lasagna, good salad, good garlic bread, good desserts. And a few people said we ought to start, flip it next year and start with the desserts first. I kind of agree with that a little bit myself, but we probably wouldn't eat anything else if we'd ate desserts first, I'll tell you that. But I uh, appreciate all those folks opening their home, and uh, that was a joy. I appreciate, appreciate your help there. Uh, don't forget choir practice tonight at 445, and so be in your place for that. And I'll be praying for Brother Byron. He'll be coming in and, uh, on Friday, and so we'll have our Rattle in the Valley on Friday. And, and you folks can help us out with uh, just some um, uh, desserts, cookies, uh, brownies, anything like that that they can pick up for a dessert. Uh, that'd be great. We'll have pizza and some chips. And so uh, we're doing the meal this, uh, this month, and so that's what we'll do. And then Brother Byron will be staying over for our choir conference. And I'll get with you on the time on that and let you know for sure. I, I can't remember what time we meet on that for Saturday, uh, unless Miss Stephanie's touch base. Have you? Okay. I swear, okay, let's just, say, let's just say 4 o'clock. Okay, 4 o'clock, and that'll be on Saturday. And I know he don't keep you long, so we'll just plan on 4 p.m. If that changes, we'll let you know, okay? And then... Um, and then be uh, praying for our Easter egg fundraiser. Appreciate all the folks that helped last week uh, and was over for our Super Sunday. And so that was a blessing. I think we almost uh, made $700 on that, and so that was a joy. And that'll help. We're going to have another fundraiser in the month of April, and so we'll pre-sell tickets for that. And I believe it's going to be $10 for adults, $5 for children. It'll be a chicken dinner. Uh, that's, it'll just be drive-through. You'll come stop here on Saturday and get it and take it home. And so uh, we'll say more about that in the days ahead. But uh, every little bit helps. We appreciate that. A lot going in the month of March. So please, play, uh, please pay close attention to all the things going in the month of March uh, with everything there. And then a happy birthday this week uh, to Melissa and Pastor on the 24th. Congratulations to them. And uh, happy birthday, Pastor, on, on Saturday. And then uh, my mother and father-in-law, Ron and Mary, have an anniversary on Thursday. And so congratulations to them. All right? And so I appreciate, uh, appreciate you paying attention to those announcements. I, don't, I think we, all the sign-up sheets are gone. We do have a couple of missionaries down there um, that we took on for support uh, in our January meeting. And so there's two left. And so if you uh, are in need of adopting a missionary or uh, perhaps you want to take on another missionary, there's two left. Just sign the card, leave the card, the index card there, and then take the card. We'll know that you've adopted them. But two left if you don't mind helping us out with that, all right? All right, why don't you stand to your feet one more time. And Brother Tony's going to come and lead us in one more song. Page 45. 45. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4. Sacred. 
seated. Well, you get your Bibles. Brother Lane will be coming in just a moment. And before he preaches, Miss Rachel's going to sing for us. sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me now safe am i love lifted me when nothing else could help above Jesus completely saves he will lift you by his love out of the angry waves he's the master of the sea bellows his will obey to him I give ever to him I'll cling in his blessed presence live ever his praises sing love so mighty and so true merits my soul's best song
Amen. Well, I'm thankful I'm in Him, aren't you? Amen. If you're saved this morning, you're in Christ. And uh, thankful for the love of God. Well, the newlyweds are back, praise God. So, uh, they were home yesterday for just a little bit, Friday, and came in Friday night. And we worked yesterday to get them all unpacked and then repacked. And they're in transition as far as the place where they're going to be living at the camp, Rebecca and Carrie. And so, but I just want to thank everybody for your kindness to them and uh, helping them through all of these showers and uh, wedding things. And uh, we're truly blessed. They're truly blessed, no doubt about it. Very grateful to God. So you pray for us. We're heading down with a, a truckload of stuff after church this morning. Going to church with them tonight. Uh, they left with two cars packed yesterday. Boxes and clothes and all that kind of stuff. And um, I got a little more space in the house. But it's still a lot of stuff there. Uh, their furniture and stuff. They're making transition. So, so you pray for us. Alright. Well John chapter number 14. If you'll turn to this morning. John chapter number 14. Um, I've been preaching this thought about uh, the love of God in John 15. So we're kind of sort of in this same upper room discourse. Jesus gave that command in uh, John 15, 9 in this same setting, this upper room discourse that Brother Dale was referring to this morning. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Continue ye in my love. And we've talked about our love for Christ, uh, our love for the craving of his word and We'll jump back in at some point about uh, our love for the church and some other things. But I want to go this route this morning and, and preach to you from this text, John chapter number 14. And we'll begin reading in verse number 1. And we'll read down through verse number 6. And so the Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, I want you to notice this expression. Um, in verse number four, it says the way. In verse number five, it says the way. In verse number six, it says the way. And um, our theme this year is walking in truth. And this month is the way of truth. And uh, here... Jesus says, ye know the way, uh, the way you know. Um, and Thomas says, how can we know the way? And then Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And this setting, uh, as Brother Dale referred to this morning in Sunday school, is the upper room discourse. Uh, Jesus was observing the last Passover meal with the disciples and this is, I mean, this is just on the cusp, just on the eve of his crucifixion. And he washes the disciples' feet in chapter number 13. And um, he um, gives us this, uh, this example of servant leadership. And then he speaks of his betrayal, which we know now to be Judas. And um, he foretells the denial of Peter. 
And he teaches them so many things, even in this chapter about the promise of the Spirit. Um, this uh, chapter number 15, we've talked about him being the true vine and um, these things. In chapter number uh, 16, he continues to teach the disciples about the Spirit and the Holy Spirit. And, and then we have that great prayer of intercession in chapter number 17. Before he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, is betrayed on the same night uh, by Judas. And they take him to be crucified. But in that context, within this setting, we find Jesus giving this, these words to his followers, to his disciples. And uh, he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So he's, he's encouraging them and he's trying to teach them some things. And Jesus says here, listen, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so this morning we're talking about the way of truth. The way of truth. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. But can I just give you a couple of things this morning? I think it'll encourage you. I know it's encouraged me. But this way of truth, referring to this way of truth, this way of truth is, number one, it's the way of peace. The way of truth is the way of peace. Rachel just saying about it, I jotted it down in my notes. The peaceful shore that she was talking about is this way of peace. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. Love lifted me, praise God. It doesn't mean that we'll never have trouble. It doesn't mean that we will never go through tribulation or misfortune or pain or suffering or trials. Uh, it doesn't mean any of that, but it does mean that in the midst of all those things, we can know the way of peace because we know the Lord who is our peace. The Lord is our peace. So let me just encourage you this morning. Are you, are you troubled? Are you weary hearted as the song asks us at times? Do you ever get heavy hearted? Do you ever have trouble? Are you carrying a heavy load? Well, can I just encourage you this morning to take comfort, to take joy, uh, because the way of truth is the way, the way of peace. If, if you're facing these things, if there's something, listen, that you and I can do about it, we can trust the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the way of peace. And so the Bible speaks about, um, and we refer to it, Jared referred to it a couple of weeks ago, about this peace with God. So we won't highlight it, but we'll just mention it. Listen, uh, this way of truth is the way of peace. It's peace with God. Jesus said here in verse number six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So when the Bible talks about this peace, it talks about peace with God. That peace with God comes only through the person of Jesus Christ our Lord, who is the way, the truth, and the life. So in order to have peace with God, it's only through Jesus Christ, God's Son, that gave His life a ransom for you and a ransom for me, just like Brother Tony was talking about in Sunday school this morning. He paid our sin debt, not in part, but the whole. It was nailed to the cross, and we don't have to bear it any longer. We can say it is well with my soul because we have made peace with God 
through the Lord Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, um, in the book of Romans, chapter number five, in verse number one, it says this. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so peace with God comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're justified by faith in him and what he did for us on the cross of Calvary. If you're here this morning, you're lost. You've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Listen, you're not saved. You're, you're not on your way to heaven. You don't have peace with God. And if you don't have peace with God, you don't have the peace of God. You have to first make peace with God to get the peace of God. And Jesus Christ is the way to peace with God. And only, the only way to peace with God. So we have the peace with God. Uh, the way of truth is the way of peace. It's peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But it's also uh, not just the peace with God, but the peace of God. That Paul describes to us in Philippians chapter number four. I love this passage of scripture. Um, it's, it's been quoted many times in my heart and mind and, and even verbally. But it says this. It says, be careful for nothing. I like what, the, what Dr. Barber always used to say. He'd say, what that means is don't worry about it. Don't be anxious. Don't be uh, worrisome. It says, be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be worrisome for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So don't worry about these things, these troublesome, these tribulations, these trials, these battles, these misfortunes that we face. No, don't worry about them. Pray about it. Bring it to God in prayer and supplication. And be thankful in the midst of those things. And when we do that, the Bible says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This peace is still associated with Christ Jesus, our Lord. Peace with God, he's the only way to have peace with God. He's the only way to experience the peace of God that passeth all understanding. We've all experienced it. If you, if you know the Lord, you've been saved for any amount of time. You've gone through heartache and trouble and, and, and turmoil and disappointment in your life. You, you, you know, and I know that we can experience the peace of God in the midst of trouble. And you can't explain it because I believe it's unexplainable. It, I mean, it's beyond really... Our understanding, it, the Bible says it, which passes all understanding. I mean, you, 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 you can't even explain it to me. I can't even explain it to you, the peace that God gives my heart and gives my life when I'm trusting in him, when I bring it to him. And he settles my mind and settles my heart with these things that are going on in my life and in my family and in my church. Or in my world, in the world in which we live. Listen, the devil wants to use all of these turmoils, all of these tribulations, all of this heartache, all of this, um, thing, all the things that are going on. He wants to use that to rob us of our peace and joy in the Lord Jesus. But this is, a, a, this is a, an inner peace that passeth all understanding. 
So it may be in the midst of any kind of storm, you name it. I don't know what kind of storm you may be going through. But whatever the storm is, God says there's a wonderful peace that we can have. It's the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Matter of fact, we sing about it sometimes in our song, but number 470 is a song called Wonderful Peace. Well, that's the wrong songbook. <clears throat> it's, in, it's in my other, other songbook. But it talks about wonderful peace uh, that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, coming down from the Father above. Can you hear it in your mind now? Can you hear it in your heart? Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. So this, this way of truth, number one, is, is a way of peace. A way of peace with God and a way, a way of the peace of God. So are you troubled? Is your heart troubled this morning? Is it anxious about something? Is it anxious about a situation? Is it anxious about some type of turmoil, some type of family problem, some type of problem maybe nobody else knows about. But can I tell you this morning that the Lord knows? He's omniscient. There's nothing that he doesn't know. The Bible says the very hairs of our head are numbered. He, he knows all about it. And he can take care of it. And he can lead you through it. And he can give you a peace if you've made peace with him, he can give you the peace of God that passeth all understanding in the midst of all of that turmoil, all of that hardship, all of that problem. And by the way, he, he wants to make us better, not bitter, doesn't he? And he'll use those things. He'll use that bitterness. He'll use that, excuse me, that, that turmoil, that, uh, that trouble, that trial, that, that burden, uh, that problem. He'll use that to draw us closer to him if we allow him to. Now, the devil wants to use it to take us farther away from him. But God chooses and desires those things to draw us closer to him. I've been reading through Exodus this week in my devotions. And man, the, the, some of the things that, I mean, Moses was so doubtful of God even using him. I mean, I can't speak. I can't do this. But, but yet God chose to use him. And what a deliverer God, I mean, God's the deliverer, but he used him to deliver the people of God and used Moses in a great way. But Moses went through a lot of things in his life. And uh, God used those things to cause him to trust him. I mean, the people murmuring and complaining, I mean, no sooner than God delivering them, here they are complaining and, man, I wish we were back in Egypt. God's ready to strike them dead. Moses says, no, no, don't, don't do that. And God uses Moses. And Moses pleads on behalf of the people. And God uses him in the midst of all that struggle and turmoil and problems that he was facing. God helped him and gave him the peace to lead the nation of Israel through the, through the, out of the bondage and into the promised land. After they complained and a lot of them died over the 40 years of wandering, but... Anyway, there, the way of truth is the way of peace. I mean, that's number one. The way of truth is the way of peace. Number three, number two, excuse me. Number one is the way of peace is the way of, we'll get our numbers right here. Number two, the way of truth is the way to a place. The way of truth is, number one, the way of peace. Number two, the way of truth is 
the way of peace. Who's the truth? Jesus, I'm the truth. Jesus, I'm the way, I'm the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. This way of truth, the Lord Jesus is the way to a place. Do you notice in the word of God there, in verse number two, he says, in my Father's house. That's the place. That's the place we've been singing about this morning. That's the place we're talking about this morning. The way of truth is the way to a place. Jesus Christ is the way to this place called heaven. To his father's house. To my father's house. In my father's house are many mansions, he says. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place. Do you see it? For you. So the way of truth is the way to a place. Or should we say maybe the place. There's no other place like this place. We've been to a lot of places in our lives, right? Some of us. Different parts of the world, different states, different places on vacation. We've seen a lot of beautiful places. But can I tell you this morning, there's no place like this place. No place. It's a peaceful place. Why? Because, listen, the Prince of Peace is there. The Lord Jesus. It's a permanent place. I mean, the Bible says, hey, and I give unto them what? Eternal life. And they shall never perish. This place is a peaceful place because the Prince of Peace is there. This place is a permanent place. A place of permanence. It's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Here he says it's a prepared place. I've gone to prepare a place for you. Now, you know, it, we, we do all that we can to prepare places here. I mean, our, our wives take good care of our homes and I mean, they prepare a, a place and uh, perhaps a husband. You know, we're counting on Carrie to prepare a place for Rachel. But we counted on Jesse to prepare a place for, for Rachel. And uh, they did a good job. They did a good job. Hey, they got a roof over their head and a bed to sleep in and clothes on their back. And um, amen. I mean, but God is preparing a place, a prepared place. And so I, I like this note that, that I found in my Bible. It says, the world often depicts the gates of heaven as a place where one pleads his case before God for the right to enter in. And many times we hear jokes about it. I mean, we stand before heaven and why shall I let you, you know, we hear those kind of things sometimes. And the world really gets that idea about, uh, about heaven being this place where someone stands before the pearly gates and we, we plead before God our case, why we should be able to enter in. However, he said, Christ said that heaven is not a court. He said, rather, it is a prepared place for a prepared people. Prepared people are simply people who accept Christ as their Savior before they die. After they die, it's too late. And we can find that very simply, that illustration in Luke chapter number 16 with the rich man and Lazarus. And so it's a prepared place for a prepared people. Turn with me, if you will, back to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. 
the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter number 21. Not the last chapter, but the chapter before the last chapter. 22 chapters. Chapter number 21. Turn to that chapter. Revelation 21. And look with me in verses number 1 through 5. Then we'll look at verses 22 through 27. But the Bible says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Look at verse number 22 and following. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it, and there shall be in no wise, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. What a wonderful place, a prepared place, a permanent place, a peaceful place. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. So it's a prepared place. 1 Peter 1 verses 3 and 4 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. It's a, it's a perfect place. No defilement there. It's a perfect place. Hey, you can't find perfection on this earth. But this place, this place is going to be a perfect place. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a peaceful place and a, and a permanent place and a prepared place. But friend, it is a perfect place. It's not going to be off kilter. I mean, the foundation is sure because it's Jesus Christ. It's a perfect place. What a day that will be. That's a lively, well, we got something to look forward to, don't we? Amen. The way of truth is the way to the place that we call 
heaven. The way of truth is the way of peace. And then let me give you this one. The way of truth is a word of promise. It's a word of promise. Look with me here, verse number three. Jesus speaking to his disciples. And um, listen, yes, Brother Dale said this morning, you could understand uh, the turmoil and, and what was going on. And when Jesus is talking about, listen, somebody betraying, I mean, talking about Peter, their leader, denying him. I mean, talking about his resurrection. I mean, in these following chapters, in this meeting, he's going over all of these things with them. It's a lot to handle in one setting, in one supper time setting, as they observe this Passover in this upper room. But he gives them this promise. The way of truth, which is the Lord Jesus, gives this word of promise. He says, I will come again. Look at it. He's told him in verse number two, he's going to prepare this place. He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself that where I am, there ye may be also. The way of truth is a word of promise. Now, this, is, this isn't like the promises that you and I make. Now, I think when we make a promise, we have every intention of keeping it. And uh, most of us do anyway. Now, some, some, some people are just habitual liars. I mean, they, they actually lie and believe the lie they're telling. I, I wouldn't count on a promise from those kind of people. But, you know, we give our word and I promise I'll do this or I promise I'll do that. And because of our weak flesh and the sinful nature that we have, sometimes we, we break a promise, not, not intending to break that promise, but we just do. I mean, it's our, it's our nature at times. I'm not encouraging you to break a promise. We ought to keep the promises that we make. And we ought to be people of our word. Amen. But this promise right here, this promise will never be broken. I mean, you, you can take it to the bank. You can count on it. Jesus Christ said, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. The way of truth is a word of promise that has been given to us by the Lord Jesus. He said, I, I'm going away. And in these passages of Scripture, Acts, Acts 4, excuse me, Acts 1, 4 through 11, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, we can read about this, this, this coming of the Lord Jesus. And listen, it's, it's exciting. I mean, it ought to make mountains out of molehill. It ought to encourage our hearts that this promise has been given to us by God. And he cannot lie. God cannot lie. He will not break his promise. He'll ne he's never broken a promise. And he'll never break a promise to you or to me. And here, the way of truth is, is a word of promise. 1 Timothy 4, verses 5 through 8 says, But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. And Paul goes on to say, for I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. In verse number eight, he says this, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, henceforth there is laid up for me 
a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So many times in, in the New Testament here we can find the Lord Jesus, hey, be watching, be ready. He's, we don't know the day nor the hour. No man knows the day nor the hour that the Lord's coming back. But he promised in his word, he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Hey, that passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 promises, hey, that the dead in Christ shall rise first. He's a little partial to those one that have gone before. But, but I mean, I'm talking about just like that. In the twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. The way of truth is a word of promise. Let it encourage your heart today. Yeah, yeah this world is a mess. But there's still light. Ye are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Hey, God desires for us to be a light. God desires for us to point people to Jesus and point people to heaven with this very word of promise that he's given to us. I will come again. So I just want to encourage you this morning. Hey, the way of truth, it's a way of peace. The way, the way of truth, it is the way to the place, heaven. The way of truth is a word of promise. And our hearts can be encouraged because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's our Savior. That's the Lord Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Perhaps you're here this morning. Nobody's looking around. The pianist is coming to the, the piano. We're going to have a hymn invitation in just a moment. Listen, perhaps this morning you're here and you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone for salvation. In this very passive scripture, Jesus said, I am the way. Indicate there's no other way. He's the way, the only way. I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father. And that's referring to mankind. There's nobody in this world that can come back to God and make peace with God unless they come through the person of Jesus Christ. He's the only way. The way of the cross leads home. The Lord Jesus is that way. So perhaps you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone for salvation. Can I tell you that today is the day of salvation? Today's the day you need to make that decision. Don't, don't put it off. God's given us a promise. He's coming again. That, that may be today. I don't know. He hasn't told us when he's coming, but he has told us he is coming, and that's for sure. Wouldn't it be terrible to, to miss that? The Lord Jesus come, you hear a clear message of the gospel and have the opportunity to trust Christ, and yet you reject him. You either accept him or you reject him. It's that simple, friend. It's a childlike faith. So do you know the Lord? If you do know the Lord, let me ask you this. Are, are you trusting in him for the peace of God? That passeth all understanding. He, he's that way to the peace of God. Oh sure, Jesus is the way to have peace with God. But he's the way to have the peace of God. Are you giving those troubles and those trials and those things in your life to him? Allowing him to, 
to see you through it. Trust him with it. Trust him through it. Trust him in it. He'll see you through. Are you trusting him that he is the way to this place? And uh, are you encouraged that he's preparing this place for you? Are you encouraged? And you ought to be encouraged by this promise that he's given, this word of promise that he's going to come for you. Father, help us in this invitation. You know the hearts of every individual here. Father, we thank you for the so great salvation that you've made available through the person of Jesus Christ. We thank you for his death, for his precious shed blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary for our sins. We thank you that he was taken off that cross and buried in a borrowed tomb. And that three days later he rose victorious over death and on the grave. And conquered it. So that it has no more victory, no more, uh, uh, no more ability to, to hang over our head. He's conquered death and on the grave. And as we are in Christ, as Brother Tony was talking about in Sunday school, death has no more dominion over us. It has no more hold on us because we're in Christ. We died with him. And Father, I pray there's someone here this morning that's lost, perhaps listening online, perhaps in this auditorium, you'd help them to come to Christ today. But Father, I pray for that soul, that individual, that Christian that, that maybe has been robbed with and by Satan from the peace, the peace of God through turmoil or strife or pain or problems. Help them to once again get back to that casting all their care upon you, realizing that you care for them. To be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let the request be made known unto God. And may they experience that peace of God once again. Oh, thank you for your precious place that you're preparing for us, Lord, this prepared place, this uh, place of um, safety, this uh, place where there's street of, street of gold and gates of pearl and walls of jasper where our loved ones will be that know the Lord and where we'll meet our Savior face to face and seeing in all of his glory. Thank you for this place that's being prepared. Thank you for this promise that you've left us with that you're going to come again and receive us unto yourself that where you are we may also. Encourage our hearts this morning. Draw us unto Christ. May we walk close to thee. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me please? Number 294 is the song of invitation. Would you find that in your songbook? Pastor's going to be down front here. Listen, if you need, if you need prayer, if you need to, uh, someone to take the Bible and show you how to be saved, we're going to just ask you, would you come this morning? We'll help you any way we can as we sing number 294, Just As I Am, Without One Plea. shed for me he's bidding you to come would you come would you come
Listen, I hope you'll be encouraged this morning. And um, if you don't know the Lord, listen, there is no uh, reason in this world you need to keep waiting to trust Christ. Satan's, Satan's feeding you a lie. Oh, I'll wait to do this. I'll wait to do that. I'll get, do it another time. You may not have another time. You may, ha- may not have another day. You better trust Christ while you can uh, because today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow's not promised. Hey, our life's a vapor. The Bible tells us that in James chapter number four. It appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. And most times it, it comes without you being ready for it, knowing it many, many times. Sometimes people have the, the ability to know that they've got this and, well, they only have so much time to live. Nobody knows exactly how much time, but they have a little bit more preparation time possibly. But that's not a, that's not a promise. You may not have that. You may not have that. Trust the Lord while you can, amen? And uh, that goes for believers too. Listen, God's given us his word and his promise. And, man, he's all these examples in the word of God God's given us to learn from and to apply these things to our lives. Our lives. So God help us to trust him, amen. Father, help us, Lord, today to put our faith and trust in the one who can help, the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to continue to follow you, to be obedient to you, to be sensitive to your sweet Holy Spirit in our lives as you desire us to follow you day by day, step by step, and realizing that you said in your word that uh, all the days of our lives, uh, Father, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, Father, be with our church family, be with our preacher, uh, his family. Continue to strengthen them. Be with Miss Robin as she has her, her second appointment this week, Lord. Help Pastor have a good birthday. Thank you for extending his life. Continue to extend his ministry. Give him strength and wisdom and grace. Uh, Father, just um, many folks that are hurting, I pray you'd help them, comfort them. Leading God and direct in our lives. Help us to be an encouragement to them and uh, to love them as we should. We ask all these things in Jesus Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.